Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Pastor believes in everyone and the best for them, and I'm just thankful that he trusts me to be up here today. So thankful for our pastor and this church. Amen. All right. So today I am going to be, I have a, I'm curious about something because <laughs> some people consider themselves organized and some people consider themselves maybe functionally better disorganized. <laughs> and so can I get a, a raise of hand? Who considers themselves organized? Okay. Okay, we have a, a good amount. All right, then who, who considers themselves disorganized? <laughs> See, I said functionally, you're right, you're right. They just function better. Yeah, I'm raising my hand on that side too. Um, so, um, you know, you just have an organized spot. You know where it is. It's just a little chaotic maybe <laughs> to others. So to, I'm talking about just organized and organized but both of those two different types of people have something in um, common, and it is clutter. <laughs> maybe even organized people can have clutter that they organize maybe quickly, maybe quicker than the disorganized people. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but let's define what clutter is. Does anyone want to like answer what do you think clutter is? Like how would you describe clutter? Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah? Large quantities. <laughs> Small, big, maybe. <laughs> and I, I looked up the definition of clutter, and it says, as a verb, it is to fill or litter with things in a disorderly manner. Um, yeah, so or, or a disorderly heap of stuff, an assemblage of things. Uh, I, I found some pictures online of some clutter. If Brother Cliff wouldn't mind putting some clutter pictures up. <laughs> so I like this one because she knew. She knew it was disorganized, right? <laughs> she knew there's lots of stuff. Um, and then here, you know, we all have a garage, maybe. Maybe you have a, a storage unit. And, you know, just more and more things get accumulated. And now here's a picture of somebody's house. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, but we have, a, everybody has clutter somewhere. If it's in a back room, a garage where you can't fit your car anymore because of all the clutter. Or just a, a corner of somewhere. I have a corner of stuff that I need to go through. I'll be honest. So I'm not targeting anybody in the audience. This is all coming for me, too. I have clutter. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was thinking about talking about all this clutter. If Corey was here, she would, like, go clean something right away. She, she can't handle it. <laughs> so I was just thinking of her. Yeah. But I looked some statistics about the subject. It says that clutter is cited as the most annoying kind of mess to have in the house, right? <laughs> Somebody amen that. 
<laughs> there are two main seasons when people tend to clean. What do you what are those two times you think people tend to clean? Right? There's a <laughs> Yep, yep. There's most of the time people are doing spring cleaning or like winter right before someone comes for like the holidays or stuff like that. It says that 66% of Americans claim to participate in spring cleaning each year. A lot of people. It says one in four Americans say their garage is too cluttered to fit their car. W one in a four. <laughs> Quite a few. It says that 50% um, of people claim the garage is the most disorganized space in their home. You know, maybe. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, so we talked about when we often clean out the clutter in our, in, our, in our homes. Maybe it's during spring or winter or maybe COVID. I don't know. <laughs> during that time when we were all at home, everybody was quarantined. Maybe you cleaned out a little bit more. You had more time. But, you know, we, uh, have you ever been cleaning and suddenly you, you found something? You're like, whoa. I've been needing this. I forgot where I was. Or you literally were cleaning out and you're like, I did not even know I had this. <laughs> it's been so long that it's been under everything. I found something brand new. I don't have to go buy it now. <laughs> That's happened to me. Some, sometimes I find something that I should have taken a care of a while ago. Oh, what's this? Oh, no. <laughs> the due date's passed. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Or maybe I found something. I was going to return this to the somebody. Oops. It was been a while. <laughs> but sometimes when you're cleaning, you suddenly see another box and another box you didn't even know was there. And you're like, where did all this stuff come from? You don't even know by the time it's piled up. We have so much junk hidden behind a door or in somewhere else that we suddenly we can't see specific things anymore. We just see large quantities. And sometimes um, we have spiritual clutter in our life. Clutter sometimes happens in our relationship with God. Life gets so busy, we just have so many things. We're like, okay, I'll take care of that a little bit later. We, we find ourselves realizing that there are issues that get pushed aside or things that get pushed back that you were going to work on. And, you know, some people who don't believe in God they may, uh, I've, I've heard this before, that people who don't believe in God, they go, oh, living for God must be easy. You know, they just assume that for some reason because we're happier. We seem a little bit um, more joyful. They're like, oh, your life must be easy. That's why you're happy. I don't know. That's actually not the case. The, the, I mean, living in peace, joy, and having the hope is easier with God. But, and it's the best choice you ever make but it doesn't make it easy peasy, right? Because living for God means that you're working on your mind and your heart to make sure it's in alignment with God and not your own ideas. It's not easy to do that, especially because we need a heart checkup fairly often, right? It's not just one spring cleaning or winter, just two and we're good. Nope, that's not the case, is it? We need it all the time. And it's not always when we want to work on it. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> but 
But God works on us so we become better, so we can become closer to God and live a holy life. And it is always worth the cost. Amen? God loves us as you are, but he's, he loves us so much he doesn't want to leave us where we are. Because he wants what's best for us. Because we need God more in our lives than we do the other things. Um, I want to read Matthew 12, 34. It says, from the abundance of the heart, oh, I must, oh, there it is, yeah. Uh, the second part of that says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know, I think we do need to be careful because sometimes you say something and you're like, wait a second, what did I just say? What does that reveal about myself and what's in my heart or my mind? There's a quote that says, watch your thoughts because they become words. Watch your words become, they become deeds. Watch your deeds because they become habits. And watch your habits because they become character. And character is everything. So your thoughts become words, become deeds and habits and character. So we got to be careful of where the original source is in our thoughts, in our, in our heart. So we have to have God check on us because sometimes you, you, it's okay if you realize you're like, oh, well, I need a heart checkup. What did I just say? <laughs> you know, we need that help. You know, Jesus told people things that challenged them from where they were, challenged their perspective on things. They, he told them of what was going on in their heart. In Matthew 19, uh, verse 16 says, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I, oh, yes, thank you, uh, that I may have eternal life. So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep thy commandments. I'll just read that one. I think I was reading NIV. Um, verse 20, we'll see, he, he says, you need to keep the commandments, and he lists the commandments. And we'll go to verse 20. The young men said unto him, all these things I have kept from my youth. Youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all thou hast had, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And last verse in that, it says, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So Jesus goes, hey, I know that you're rich, and you've been living for God your whole life. You've been doing good, but you're putting this money too important. You, your heart is focused on this money. You're putting your attention on this money. If you give it up, your heart will be closer to God. You are holding on to something that you shouldn't be. We sometimes are blinded by our actions to see where our heart is. That man, he was, he was sad. He goes, I have to give that up? But the thing is, God doesn't want to just force us to let go of something. He's like, that man was probably like, I have a really cool house. I have a really cool car. You want me to get rid of that? <laughs> I'm not saying we need to get rid of something like that, but God is challenging our heart going, what is more important to you? 
is going to heaven more important than you spending so much time doing that or you focusing so much attention on this? So God will reveal what's in our heart. So we, you know, when we're cleaning out the clutter in our life, we are required to take out stuff so that there's more room for God. If you're wanting to go deeper with God, what you're doing right now um, could be really great or you're feeling stagnant. You just feel like you're stuck in one place. And the answer to both of those, if you're doing good or not feeling so good with your relationship with God, the way to go deeper is to have more of God and less of something else, right? So more of God, less of something else. Yes, it's going to cost you, but to go to the next level, to be closer with God, that's what you must do. You, we go deeper because we can't stay at this level forever. We, we can't stay here because if you're not growing, you're dying. Going to the next level will allow God to take care of you better and to guide you more. And God can do a pruning in your life. And it's not to hurt us, right? But he knows that it'll help you, help you become better. A pruning is removing the things that are going, that are going to hurt you. So we'll read John 15. I think I only needed verse 2. Come find out. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So, oh yeah, actually, we'll keep going. <laughs> now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I abide in you. So we're going to spend time with God, and he is going to be with us. As the branch cannot bear fruit itself, so we need God. We need him to take out things that are not bearing fruit. Except ye abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. we got to know our place. <laughs> It's true because God is the one that is above everything and above all. We are followers of him. He's not supposed to follow our ideas, unfortunately. I think mine are great, but he's like, no. <laughs> but it says, the, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. So we really do need God to help us. He's going to take off the branches, take off the things in our heart that we didn't, maybe even didn't see. Maybe we didn't know. But God is going to work in us so that we are going to actually bear fruit. And it's going to be better for us. Even though in the moment it doesn't feel good, it actually is better for the future. And we are abiding in him. Because did you know that the easy road, the road of no growth, no depth, is actually harder to live? Because you always have to try harder to stay at one level, just to maintain, like, oh, I'm just going to stay right here, no more, no less. Like, it's harder 
It's harder to live that way. It, to go farther, it takes more um, uh, it takes more effort, but it's worth it in the end because it actually makes it easier when you give more to God. He's going to help you more. He's going to benefit you more. It's true. The saying is, if you live for, living for God is, um, let's see, if you live for God easy, it's hard, but living for God hard is easy. So the question is, are you in this or are you not? Do you want to live for God? That is the question. It takes not some of you, but all of you, your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole life and actions. It's everything in us. And that's why we keep moving forward and we keep going and giving to God more because it's worth living and sacrificing for God. I am in this to go to heaven. I don't want to regret. I don't want to regret not giving God enough so that I got left behind or I let the branches just keep growing uh, that needed to be pruned. And I said, no, God, I, don't, I, I think I need this more. You're telling me I don't need it, but I think I do. If I hold on to things that God is clearly telling us we don't need, what if, what if that's leading me away from God? God knows better. And it always costs to give up your own will, you know, but the kingdom of God costs a little bit of yourself. It costs you letting go of what you think is best. Um, so the, co- uh, the kingdom of God will cost you, but it also pays better than any kingdom you could ever create. And there is nothing comparable. Our cup runneth over from the blessings of God. 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is held up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that loved his, loved his appearing. So we're going to fight the fight. We're just going to keep going and have the faith. Even though it gets harder sometimes, it's always worth it, every single battle. And to, to talk about a heart checkup, maybe there was a busy season in your life and it was harder to make time for prayer or reading the word, or fasting, and, or one of those things, I have realized that I may not have a lot of time, but I can give God something. God knows your life. God knows what's going on. He's not blind to your busyness or the things that are going on you can't control. But God also knows what you're giving your time to, that may not be essential. And God knows that you can give a little bit of time to him because God wants a relationship with us, and that takes time, that takes effort, and that takes a choosing to give it to them, to make a relationship with God. So I want to challenge you on something that's challenged me, and that is about fasting. Fasting can be food, it could be entertainment, it could be something, but it's giving God 
your focus instead of something else. Fasting, it's in the Bible. Many of the, uh, the apostles did it. Um, in the Old Testament, you see it. it. It's in there, and we know about it. Doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> it's a pretty foundational thing. They're like, oh, yeah, pray, read your Bible, fast. Those are simple words. But it's not that simple when you just say it, like when you apply it to your life. Your spiritual health is, is becoming closer to God, allowing God to work on us consistently and our heart to let God be our number one focus. Um, whenever I have fasted food, God gives me the biggest realizations. He goes, hey, this is what's been in your heart. This is what you've been dealing with. That I'm like, ooh, I've been pushing that aside. I haven't been thinking about that on purpose. <laughs> but then God will reveal it, almost like it, it comes out of the darkness into the light, and here it is. Here's your problem. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but God will reveal what's inside of your heart and help. And be like, that's when you can choose to go, hey, God, can you help me overcome this? Help me by spending time with him, maybe see what, the lies that I've been believing help me to apply your word to those things or ask for help for those things or spend more time with you to get the joy of the Holy Ghost. If it, if it could be just needing that focus time with God so you don't focus on the problems, knowing that God, applying those promises of his word to your life to help you have that joy. That's what God truly wants to do. He doesn't want you to just have those things in your life bear you down, but he wants to help you work on the problems that are in you. Amen. So we need to become aware of the things and not just go, oh, I should work on that. <laughs> we need to spend time and ask God the question we don't like to ask. God, what should I work on? What should I work on? You don't always like asking it because you're afraid of the answer. <laughs> it's going to come. You asked it, and you're like, okay. <laughs> but when you ask for God for help like that, he's going to help you more, <laughs> right? It's going to make you better. If we truly want to live for God with our whole heart, we have to ask him the questions we're not excited to hear the answer about to evaluate us. And when you ask him, God is going to convict you. He's going to give you things, a burden for something, or he's just going to make, he's going to give you something in response. Maybe you were thinking about, man, I should pray more. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point, Lord. You're right. I do need more prayer. Or he's going to burden you to do something for somebody. Or God will give you things when you ask things of him. It's true. And sometimes it's, you know, becoming better is something, when God tells you something you need to work on and to become better, it's kind of like hearing, well, you should eat more vegetables to be more healthy. <laughs> Overall, it's going to help your health. We may not enjoy it, but... It's better, right? But what if a doctor is telling you that you're not doing so good 
and if you you need to eat your vegetables or really bad things are going to keep happening, you're probably going to do it, right? <laughs> and so we need to ask ourselves, what about our spiritual health? Our If our spirituality, our relationship with God, is if it is going to die, if we don't keep asking God for help or keep going to him, be like, hey, work on me. Will we be willing to do the same if the about like when the doctor told you about your health? Would be would we be willing to do the same? The sacrifices we're going to make are not always easy at times. They're difficult. And choosing to do more for God means less of other things. I'm not going to I'm not going to stand up here and say it's easy. I'm still working on things to give up. But it doesn't always feel comfortable, I'll say that. But when you make up in your mind that your relationship with God is more important than anything else, you are willing to give up those things, and God is going to reward you and bless you. Now, I'm not saying that just giving up something or putting in 75 minutes a day of prayer or exact exact numbers of something is going to receive a blessing like okay I calculate you're going to get a blessing from this much it's about you giving yourself to God in the amount of time that you can and are willing to give and if it's a sacrifice God is going to know that if those five minutes are all you have but you give it to God he's going to bless that five minutes if it is just focused on him God knows what you can do I heard a preacher say that a man, a man came up to this preacher and said, you know, I can't fast. And the preacher goes, why not? And he goes, well, whenever I fast, I get angry. And he's just like, well, let me, let me tell you something. When you're, he responded and he said, actually, the fast is not making you angry. God is revealing your anger the fast. So sometimes God will reveal things like that. And God wants to tell us things that we can work on to help us get out of ruts, to clean out our heart so that we actually become more productive. We can be more productive for him, bear more fruit like that scripture said. And sometimes when I fast things that are there the, the noises in our life, if I decrease the noise of other things, I can hear God's voice louder, right? And that silence of the other voices is what allows me to. Or if I choose to not eat for a day or a day or a meal, it's, you know, increasing my hunger. <laughs> but when I get hungry, it can re-engage my hunger for the word and prayer of God, because I go, man, I'm hungry, I should pray. <laughs> it gives you a different type of focus. Galatians 5.17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these two are con contrary to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. And Romans 8.6 says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to be spiritually minded is life 
and peace. So we want to decrease our flesh so God and his spirit can increase in us. Because we cannot save ourselves. God is the one, is our source. And we can't change that we are flesh. I can't change. <laughs> I'm still going to be human. But we can come to God, connect with God constantly so that we have more of him than before. Letting God be the ruler of our lives. So what fasting does, it, it can... It is, like I said, weakening the flesh so that God can strengthen you. And you're trying to let God be the ruler of your life and the things. And, you know, like I said, God can reveal things that, you know, sometimes when I fast, I all of a sudden I've turned off all the noises in my life, and then all of a sudden I hear my thoughts clearly, which may be good for some people, but sometimes I don't like all my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> or, or God will remind me of something I don't like. I'm like, oh, can I just like swipe, make it go away? But no, it's still in my mind. And the fast is just, he's going to bring things up to you that maybe you need to work on, like I said. And, but also it is going, hey, this is something we need to work on. And like I said, it's like not what you want to deal with. But actually, sometimes I have, when I fasted, I become more productive. I actually get other things done. Like, I didn't spend so much time doing this, so wow, I can actually get the other things that are needed to be done. <laughs> How did that happen? I actually got homework done. I prayed, and like, wow, there's so much time in the day. <laughs> I didn't realize it. But I know that everyone has their own life, and God will create their productivity when you are living for him. I truly believe that God is going to bless you when you give things up. Give up distractions. Amen. And I just want to say that, you know, um, we all make mistakes. And maybe when you're fasting, your mind reminds, you think about a mistake in your life. And maybe it's because that mind, that thought, the thing that happened in your life, a mistake you made, you've still been struggling with it. You've been struggling with, you're like, I don't know if God really forgave me for that. And it's not that the, like, um, it's just because you realize that that's what's been bothering you. you. You didn't realize it until you were on a fast, and then God brings this up in your mind. You're like, you know what? I have been dealing with that. I couldn't put my name to it. I couldn't put a, a, a name to this problem I was feeling, but God just revealed to me that that's what I've been dealing with. And that's when we can remember that we all make mistakes, first of all. And that we have grace for a reason. God forgives us. as we, If we need to, we can come to God and ask for forgiveness. But, you know, we can always proclaim the name of Jesus over those sins. If we have been baptized, we can know that the blood has covered our sins. Jesus' name, right? It has been already covered. It has been wiped away clean. You can remind yourself of those promises and go, God, if I ask for forgiveness, I know that you are just to forgive me. I can proclaim over those thoughts that come in my mind that, you know, maybe it's just me remembering it. Or, you know, I would say that the devil wants to discourage us by our mistakes. But we can remember that God is for us and not against us and that we have forgiveness. Sometimes we just need that reminder, that wake-up call, like, hey, 
it was really okay. And God has forgiven you. That grace has been given to us. We need God every day. Not just a once a day cleaning. We need to have our focus aligned on God every day. Just like my phone when I woke up, it needed to be charged. <laughs> it was dead when I woke up, and that was a surprise. <laughs> That's why my alarm did not go off at the same time. Because <laughs> it was it was dead. It died in the night. And sometimes you've been, maybe for an example, you've been thinking like, man, I should pray more. Um, uh, sorry, let me restart that sentence. <laughs> But sometimes we, we do need prayer every day. It's going to give us that charge of the day. It's going to keep us enough energy to keep going, really. God is going to give us the strength for the day. Uh, we were talking in the youth the other, the other week and how sometimes you have like a, your, your tire breaks down or you get a flat is what I mean, but your car breaks down or something and you're like, oh, it's, it's been a rough day. I should have prayed more. We need more Jesus today. <laughs> we just need a little bit more Jesus, right? It's been a struggle of a day. We did not know that person was going to make us angry or they were going to be angry at us. We just need God every day. We need a continual renewal of him. We need a refreshed touch from God, not, a, not a, just a spring cleaning, but ev- all the time to get your daily bread. It's like filling a hole in your spiritual stomach. <laughs> You want to feed it with the word. You want to feed it with prayer. You want to feed it with fasting for God to give that restart. restart Because it is hungry. It is needing to be filled. We can't store up one day's worth of a service or a conference. We're just going to store up all the spiritual and we'll be good. I'll just hold on to this. I'll be good for the next week. (laughs) We can't just hold on to it. We do need God continually. It's just like the manna. When the children of Israel were given the manna, they could they had enough for one day. They tried to hold on to more bread for the next few days, but what happened to that bread? Yeah, it was no good. <laughs> they could not eat it. It was all gone. It didn't work. It went moldy. Sometimes I... Uh, you know, it was the other week, I think Brian was saying he got up here and he said when we didn't have church that one Sunday, uh, maybe a month ago, and he said that, like, he was honest, he goes, I watched football that day instead, and I didn't feel that great, you know? Um, I myself, too, like, I'll spend a whole day doing everything but spending time with God, and I go, Ugh, I don't feel good right now. <laughs> we We need God every day, and... It is just so important because we need that heart checkup. Uh, My last scripture is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Wherefore, seeing you are all encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doeth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So I challenge you, to ask God, what can I do more for you? And maybe set some time to let God speak to you, to let him be your only focus. If it be through silence of of things and sounds in your life or just 
a fast, if it, <laughs> some of us that may be hard <laughs> if you have lots of kids, <laughs> but um, it's maybe just giving some time just for God to work on you and asking that question. We can all stand.